Hey everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. In light of some Christian influencers who have recently left the faith, and also in the middle of the crazy things that are going on in our world right now, I'm going to simply share with you why I still believe. Last week, I came across an article online about the lead singer for the band Hawk Nelson. The article talked about how John Steingard publicly announced on Instagram that he was no longer a believer in God. And this was just one of many people lately that we have seen who are prominent Christian influencers who have publicly walked away from their beliefs. And if you know me and you've read my stuff and you've listened to my podcast, you know that I am not opposed to people walking away from the faith. Like, I get it. And as I read his lengthy post on Instagram, kind of describing why and how he had come to this place, it was very familiar. He talked about a Christian religion that he had experienced. He was the son of a pastor. He grew up in church in this Christian community where everything was just, that's the way it was. Those are the beliefs they followed. These are the culture they lived in. He talked about Krishni's phrases like asking Jesus into your heart and praying for signs and wonders. He talked about a place where he just didn't feel he asked questions, how he felt manipulated into behaving a certain way or performing. And I would, it resonated. I get it. I get it. He talked about questions that he had about how his questions were never really answered. and He didn't have good answers and everything just seemed confusing and contradicting. And he was just he was just done. He was done. He said, I I no longer believe in God. And if he exists, I doubt he is what I think he is or thought he was. Wow. Like I said, I don't have a problem with people walking away from the Christian religion. I do have a huge problem with churches and Christian organizations that use the name Christ and yet never introduce people to the real Jesus. I have a problem with that. And so I wrote a blog post about that. But the question that he asks that continues to haunt me, even as we watch the crazy stuff that's going on in our world right now, is he just really struggled with this problem of evil. And I have heard almost everyone who's walked away from the Christian faith and their belief in God talk about this problem of evil and how they just cannot reconcile a good God who's supposedly in control with all of the evil things that they see around them. And I feel like right now we are seeing, oh gosh, so much evil. If you follow the news, then you know about George Floyd and the police officer who murdered him. Not okay. You know about all the people who are protesting, who are upset, who are frustrated, who are angry, who are sad, who are hurting. And you know about the people who have turned those peaceful protests into riots where they are burning and destroying. And all we see everywhere we look right now is anger and fear and frustration and brokenness. And it's a mess. It's a mess. And so I can see why you would look at this kind of stuff and you would say, where, where is God? I've asked those questions myself. Why, God, do you allow all of this junk? Why don't you step in more? Why aren't you more concerned about justice and truth? Why do you just sit back and allow these kinds of things to happen? These are questions that I ask. 
I'm sure questions that you have asked. And so as we deal with the brokenness that is so evident in our world right now, and we deal with this question of evil, and we look at these Christian influencers who are walking away from the faith, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? It's a good question. These are all good questions. And I don't really have answers, but I do have some reminders that I would like to put out there for us. And I have my own experience and my own beliefs. And that's kind of where we're going to just land today as we talk about these just difficult and hard things. I want to start with a reminder that Jesus never promised a good life. There are false prosperity gospels that are rampant in the church these days. Some of them are boldly proclaimed very, very literally. Like if you follow Jesus, then he's going to bless you and he's going to give you health and wealth and all this kind of stuff. But there are other prosperity gospels that are much sneakier. And I think many of us truly do believe in this idea that if we're doing the right thing, then we're going to be blessed. And if bad things are happening to us, then we must be doing something wrong. And that's still a prosperity gospel because Jesus never promised peace apart from himself. He never promised that our circumstances would be filled with comfort and ease and money and possessions and just happiness. He never promised us the American dream. If you look at what the promises that Jesus actually made, he talks about trouble and persecution. In this world, you will have trouble, he says. That's a promise. Great. But then he says, take heart because I have overcome the world. The only peace that Jesus ever promises is peace that passes understanding, peace that doesn't make sense. So in the middle of your crazy, ridiculous, bad circumstances, you will have peace. Even Jeremiah 29, 11, where everyone always wants to jump to that and say, oh, look, God knows the plans he has for us to give us a future and a hope. Oh, it's so wonderful. God's going to give us a good life. Wrong. If you look at the context of that passage of scripture, Jeremiah has just told the people they're going into captivity, that the enemy is taking over and they're losing and they're going into captivity. And he says, you're going to be there for a long time in a place you don't want to be. And while you're there, go ahead and plant fields and build houses and just be there because that's how it's going to be for a while. And he tells them in the middle of all of this, I have a plan for you. I'm going to give you a future and a hope. And that's not how we normally interpret that passage, but that's the accurate, hermeneutically correct interpretation when you look at the background and the context. And so I think we just need to stop and really just process, where am I believing these prosperity gospels? Do I really believe that life is supposed to be good in this broken world? That Jesus is somehow going supposed to protect me. He's going to protect me from these bad things. And that's my second point. This, this world is broken. It's been corrupted by sin. It doesn't operate the way it was created to operate. It is messed up. And so we shouldn't be surprised. We have things like natural disasters and diseases because it's busted. It doesn't work right. And so people say, why does this stuff happen? Because it's broken. Because we live in a world that is no longer operating the way it was created to operate. Sin has corrupted it. Romans talks about how creation itself is crying out to be redeemed and restored. 
And so much of the pain and suffering in this world is brought upon ourselves by ourselves because of our brokenness. It's brought upon us because of our own choices. People are not good, guys. Maybe you haven't figured this out. They have goodness in them because they're made in the image of God. They have the potential for great, wonderful, beautiful things. But we're also corrupted. We are selfish. We are prideful. We are arrogant. We are filled with hatred and envy and greed. We love power. We love money. We don't love each other and we don't naturally seek God. We are corrupted. And so much of the evil that is in our world is brought upon us by broken human beings, either ourselves or someone else. You think about all of the horrible things that happen apart from natural disasters and disease, and it's people's choices. Someone is doing this to someone else or they're doing it to themselves. And it's so messed up. But to me, that doesn't make me question God or the Bible. It makes me believe it more because it's exactly what he talks about. He talks about our brokenness and our need for a savior, our need for rescue and restoration. And I look at this world and I'm like, yeah, yes. And to me, it absolutely destroys our idea that we can do it ourselves, that we're sufficient, that we don't need a God in our lives. I'm like, really? Do you see this world? Do you see how messed up it is? You think we can do it ourselves? So where is God in the middle of all this hurt and brokenness and hatred? Where is he? Why is he aloof? Why does he stand back? He doesn't interfere very much. Why? Why does he allow us to resist him? Why does he allow us to be his enemy? Why? Because he loves us. Because he wants us to seek him. He's not forcing us into anything. He gives us what we want. It's hard for me to understand. But also at the same time, he is here. He is everywhere. And he is working and he is holding it back. There's grace that's given every day. We don't live in a dystopian, crazy world like we watch in these movies. We don't live there because of grace. Because even in the brokenness and even in the evil and even in all the suffering, he still gives grace every day. The creation itself is grace. The blue sky and the flowers and the green leaves and the grass, that's grace. The fact that there's goodness, that people can clean up the mess that's made during riots the next day, like they did in my town that's nearby here, that people would gather and do good, that's grace. And so where is God? He's right here. Even as he allows terrible, destructive things to happen, he's here. And he's here to be sought. And he came as Jesus and lived here in this broken world. He knows all about political drama, inequality, racism. He knows about it all. He lived it. He lived it with us. And then he died so that people who killed him could live. I believe, I still believe, I believe in the foundational tenets of Christianity. Maybe I'm crazy, but part of it is that it makes sense to me mentally, logically. And part of it is that I've just experienced a very real living being. I want to read you guys the Apostles' Creed. This is a creed that's been passed down for 2,000 years from early church fathers, summarizing what we believe. 
And I believe this. It says, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Creation screams and whispers to me about its creator. I just don't see how it all happened by accident. It just doesn't work for me. In the same way that I couldn't look at a masterpiece of painting and say, oh, wow, that just randomly happened. I look at this masterpiece of creation and it, it can't just happen. There's no way. There's too many scientific laws. There's too much. And so this creation screams to me, like in Romans, talking about the creation, people who see the creation, they know enough about God to get who he is. So I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. Jesus was a historical figure. We can't, we can't minimize that. He lived on this earth. Whether we believe he was the son of God or not, that's something else. But he was real. He was here. And I believe that there's only one explanation for the things that have happened since he came and died and rose again. And that's that he was God. And in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And from there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Guys, I believe in God, the creator. I believe in his son, Jesus, and I believe in the spirit of Jesus Christ because I've witnessed transformed lives. I've watched the Holy Spirit change people. I've watched him change me. And so I believe in this stuff, despite the fact that there's brokenness and evil, even probably because of that, it makes sense to me. There is no prosperity gospel. There's no formula that's going to fix it all. But that doesn't mean he's not there. doesn't mean he's not real. In fact, to me, it just makes it even more evident that he is. I believe holistically in God. And by that, I mean that it's not just my mental state that agrees with logic. It's part of it. I don't feel like I'm defying logic. I feel like I have some really good answers and explanations for some things. Not everything has an explanation, but I'm okay with paradox. I'm okay with tension theology. We've talked about that before on this podcast. I believe emotionally and physically because I felt stuff. I've met someone. I can't explain it to you. I can't give you a picture and show you, but it's there. He's so real. The other day, I was just feeling distant. But the minute that I just stopped to just remember, bam, I was in the presence of God again. Is it big and powerful and crazy and overwhelming? Sometimes. Sometimes it's just this certainty, this feeling that I can't get rid of. Like You just know that he's there. You recognize him. After all these years of being in a relationship with him, I know what it feels like. I know what he sounds like. And so how do I, how do I get away from that? I can't. I've met someone. I've met a living presence. And I believe spiritually because I've watched myself be spiritually transformed. I am not the same person I used to be. And I can't take the credit for that. He is continually guiding me and leading me and changing me. And that's beautiful. And so even as these Christian influencers are walking away, doesn't make me doubt. If anything, it just shows me the truth about the Christian religion that's not Jesus. There's so much out there that's not truth. 
that we're following formulas and superstitions and stuff that's not really God. And that it's possible to go to church and be the son of a pastor and sing Christian music and yet have never truly encountered Jesus Christ for yourself. It's possible. And yet I also believe that if you meet him, (laughs) you will never be the same. You'll be like Peter who's like, where else are we going to go? You're the only one that has the words of life. Yeah. I don't feel like my belief has been easy. I've gone through all kinds of crazy stuff, testing my faith, whether it's spending all those years in a Christian cult or my babies dying, or even more recently going through just really hard church stuff that made me doubt a lot. And yet there's nothing more real to me than Jesus Christ, than my belief in his existence and his salvation and his return, like the Apostles' Creed talks about. It's everything to me. It's real, like real, real. And so I just want to encourage you today, as you're looking at all the mess, all the brokenness and all the pain and all the evil and all the sin and saying, where is God? Why didn't God do something? Why doesn't he step in? God already did something. He came as Jesus to save us. He will give us the Holy Spirit if we will trust in him. And he will come back again. And there will be justice. And there will be peace. And all the desires of your heart will be met fully for eternity. And I believe that with all of my heart. Ask your questions, guys. Don't shy away from them. But don't necessarily believe people's opinions for answers. Get in the word yourself. Dig, study, question, wonder, look. God is big enough to handle it. He wants to handle it. He wants you to know without a shadow of a doubt who he really is. And he wants you to leave your religious Christianity, your Christianese. He wants you to leave that. Because even the Pharisees, they were so well-intentioned. They truly thought they were following Jehovah and they missed Jesus. What does that say about a Christian religion? But that doesn't mean he's not real because I believe that he is. And you can know it too. And many of you do, and I love that. And many of you are seeking, and I love that. And so, until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.